Marketing for Humans, bringing the human back into marketing. Hello there, this is Christina Fry, and I would like to talk about another facet of bringing the human back into marketing, namely, what kind of marketer are you? Now, in the work that I do, I get very, very specific about the answer to this question. It is fascinating to see that each of us has this archetype, this way of being in the world where you come alive in service to others and everybody wins. So what's cool about that is, yes, you it's very powerful to get that specific. That's what I do with my clients. However, it's already very focusing and simplifying to understand your marketing type. This is what I discovered when I worked with the 40 entrepreneurs to discover what their archetypes were and realized there were really strong categories within all of these. And so what I'd like to do is share with you what those are, what, you know, their types, marketing types, because if you have a sense as to which one you fall under, then I will be giving you very specific things that you can do to harness the power of that immediately. And if you're wondering, well, hmm, I need, I seem to be a little of this and a little of that. Let me just say this, and I say this in every talk I give. If you can land on the one, even if you know you're kind of maybe two or three, knowing what the one is, that is sort of the underlying why of everything you do, will help you stay sane and productive as a marketer. Right? If you can just simplify your life by understanding your deep why. And this is what this, you know, this work is meant to help you get to that. And you can always take an assessment that I have developed so you know what your type is, just in case you don't have an, an innate sense. And I'll, I'll level with you. I thought that I was one type for about four months when I realized actually I'm this other type and I had this come to Jesus moment and it's really changed the way that I approach my talks and marketing in general. All right. So by the end of this episode, you will have a sense as to the power of each type and what to do with each one of them. All right. And if you're inspired to, you can take the assessment. It's free. It takes about 10 minutes and then you get a report And it's a fancy report. And by fancy, I just mean it's going to tell you who you are, how to market, and give you content generating questions that you can use for your marketing immediately. Okay? So don't be shy about the assessment. You might as well just know which type you are and how to use it. Okay? And you can obviously, sorry, (laughs) I'm like, oh, and a URL would be helpful. InnateMarketingGenius.com. That's InnateMarketingGenius.com. All right. So I'll leave you to that if you're already curious. <laughs> I'll say it at the end as well. And there'll be a link in the description of this podcast. All right. So here we go. Here are the five types. The first one is called the nurturer. So the nurturer, you know, you're a nurturer if 
you love leaning in and creating sanctuary for your people to thrive. I'll say that again. Nurturers naturally lean in and create sanctuary, like a safe space for their people to thrive. And there are a lot of people who think that they should operate that way, especially if you run a service-based business. But it's exhausting if you're not naturally a nurturer. So just check in with yourself. Like, do you actually like doing that? (laughs) So a, a brand that really walks that path is Airbnb because they are bringing community and support and a way to make money perhaps for a middle-class audience. There's a few different levels, but they are making it safe for other people to thrive. You meet people if you stay at an Airbnb that you would never normally meet. You understand things about the community and the area that you might never find out because you're there with a local, right? If you're actually staying there and the person who's the landlord or whatever you want to call it, the host is there on site. So that's that's a nurturer brand. Now, what nurturers need to understand about how to market is not to shy away from the pain points and the challenges. So because guess what? If you're a nurturer and you can openly just address them, acknowledge them, meet people where they are in their challenge you as a nurturer are an expert at moving them from the challenge to relief. And that can be done in multiple different ways. So in your marketing, you can tell stories of before and after, like success stories. You can share different strategies. You can give distinctions that would help people go from overwhelm to clarity, right? There's many different ways that you can take people from their challenge to relief It's not just about taking people to a spa and making sure they get, you know, some kind of body treatment. (laughs) So that, that is a nurturer. The second type is the adventure guide. Now, adventure guides are kind of cutting edge, meaning they see what's possible for other people in their life that those people might not see. They see the adventures on the horizon that others don't. So clearly that's very empowering. Sometimes it can be a little bit grating, like, oh, really? Like, can you just leave me alone about this thing? (laughs) Right? Because sometimes we're not ready to hear it. And that's another great clue that you're an adventure guide. If you're in that situation more often than not, that you're sort of pushing people a little bit. Now, the way that a healthy adventure guide operates is they're doing their own adventures, and so they inspire others to do the same. And that is a very healthy adventure guide approach. And one adventure guide brand is sort of an obvious one, Patagonia. And I mention them because in their catalogs, they show oh, here's an adventure I could go on if I wear this gear, if I use this stuff. And so instead of just showing me pictures of jackets, I now see, my goodness, I could climb you know, some mountain in, in the Andes and just have the most incredible adventure of my life if I use this gear. And it really, it inspires me to just reach for that. So that's an adventure guide strategy. And then... 
what you do with your marketing is you show the power of the adventures. You know, what is it like to live full out this way? Pictures are really good. One thing adventure guys need to shy away from is the how. Like, I don't need to know the behind the scenes, you know, of of every single detail we're going to go through together when we work together. You can just leave that for when I'm paying you. (laughs) But for your marketing, I just want to know, wow, I really want to go on an adventure. I do want to reach for this new thing. You know, for a real estate agent, that might look like a new home buyer being ready to put their money down. You know, that's an adventure for them. So that's an adventure guide. The third one is a door opener. A door opener is not somebody who opens doors of opportunity, although that's nice too. (laughs) A door opener is when you open doors of perception and you show a new way of looking at something and you absolutely love doing that. These are natural educators and one door opening brand is TED Talks. So I'm not sure I've ever seen a TED Talk where I didn't see something in a new way. They're very powerful and that's their entire gift to the world. Now with door openers, the challenge for you in marketing is to offer one idea at a time, one new possibility, because it's probably very tempting for you to come at us with many different ideas because you're an idea person and you love to explore a lot of different perspectives. So my challenge to you as a marketer is to land on one, one thing that somebody needs to consider and then show us, you know, different scenarios and give us a low risk way of trying it out. So software companies and, and, uh, web-based companies, they will give the 30-day trial, the 15-day trial. That's a door opener strategy because they're asking us to change our habits and try something new. So um, if you're a door opener, that's your, that's your marching order right there. <laughs> All right, so the fourth category is a steady presence. How do you know you're a steady presence? Well, you love being the calm in the storm and you are on a regular basis for people. You lean back energetically instead of leaning in like nurturers do. You let people come to you. You're not chasing them down or, right? You have deep expertise, deep network, deep resources. So you're a pillar. And a strong, steady presence these days is Starbucks. I mention them because they are now a very stable brand across the United States and the world. They are consistent. And a lot of brands that are sort of these really big brands in our culture tend to be steady presences at that stage in their business. But you can be a steady presence at any stage in your business. I'm just pointing that out. Now, your strategy is multifold, actually. So number one is you need to demonstrate that you're here to stay. And you do that by getting involved as a leader in some kind of community effort. So, and then you can just talk about that to people you're meeting with in your social media, in your email newsletter, whatever you've got. And it doesn't even need to relate to your actual profession. We just want to know that we can count on you not to go anywhere. You're here. You're a pillar. We love that. 
Also, don't be afraid to geek out about your material. We love to just see you wax poetic about the material that you know so well and to talk about all the resources and how deep that goes, right? Like, oh, if if somebody has this one challenge, I know this person, this person, this person, right? Just show us how deep all that goes. So that's those two things are really strong steady presence strategies, community leadership and showing how deep your expertise, resources, and network go. The last category is a celebrator. You know you're a celebrator if you are the one that walks into a room and you bring some kind of natural flair. For example, you bring the fun. It feels like a party when you're around. You're really funny. That's your thing. You could have a natural design sense. You bring beauty to a situation very easily. And it's just easier for you than most. Now, a healthy celebrator is somebody who does all of that to bring the good life to others. That's your why. You love to bring the good life to others. And a brand that represents that is Netflix. And they, you know, just by pressing the play button, bring flair to your life. And the strategy for a celebrator is to enjoy your work openly as much as possible and just share it. That's number one. And number two, have something to invite people to. Whether it's an event that you're in charge of or something related, you know, somebody related to your business is is in charge of, but that it you have something fun and vital and good life bringing to offer to people. So those are really strong strategies for celebrators. The whole enjoying your work and then sharing it, here's what that could look like. Let's say you are at a networking meeting in your profession and it's just a great bunch of people and you're having some kind of conference. So take photographs of that. Show how fun it is. Show how good the food was. Maybe mention a couple of things that you learned, but and then post those on social media. Or let's say you are, I used to work with a, a wedding planner and she just had this incredible aesthetic sense. So for her, her strategy was as simple as, you know, take photographs of any wedding you've been working on or preparing for and just share that one photo a day on Instagram. Like as soon as somebody sees your design sense, they will say, I want her. I mean, she gets it. So all it takes is for people to share that, that flair somehow. Okay. So you might be sitting there saying, oh, I'm an adventure guide, I'm a celebrator, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if that's the case, fantastic. If by any chance you're wondering, well, I could be a door opener, I could be a nurturer, maybe I'm a little bit of both, I totally get that. I spent a year putting together an assessment so that you could, in 10 minutes, figure out which type you are. And I want to remind you that even just knowing your type is going to help you relax and simplify your entire marketing life. You'll know a general direction to go in. You'll know some good content generating questions to address. And even just downloading the report and answering questions for about 10 to 20 minutes will give you some strong content that you can use immediately. 
So I, that is my invitation to you. It's a free assessment, my gift to you. I just want you to rest easy in, in this part of your marketing life. And honestly, it's just fun to operate from your best self, that part of you that wants to help others that is easy for you. You might as well just operate from there, right? If you can. I always say that when I give talks. It's like if you have 75 different things you could be doing, why wouldn't you choose the ones that are showing you at your best, that are enjoyable for you, and where you make a difference to others? I'm always asking that question of myself and of the people that I work with. You have options. So exercise that choice. This is a really good first step to do that. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for spending some time here. You can always email me, by the way, at christina at christinafry.com and let me know what's your genius type, right? What's your marketing type and what are you going to do with that? I would love to hear what you're going to do with that. So christina at christinafry.com. Christina is with C-H and Fry is F as in Frank, R-E-I.com. And until next time on Marketing for Humans.